Monday through to Thursday at 9.05 a.m. on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado, John Moore, drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the Octagon to the Beehive, to the White House to the Kremlin, as it happens, here's your political roundup. Kia ora, John! Kia ora, Koto. And on today's political roundup, education reform coming for schools and the rise of anti-Semitism in Europe. So first, the government's independent task force on tomorrow's schools has advocated very radical reforms of how New Zealand's schooling system is run. The task force argues for greater standardisation in the delivery of education by schools and with how schools are governed. To achieve this standardisation, a new model of governance is proposed with a greater degree of centralisation. This would be in the form of regional hubs which would handle the employment factors for all schools. There would be 20 of these hubs looking after about 125 schools each. These hubs would be responsible for hiring school staff, providing administrative support and making decisions on zoning and school pupil numbers. The new task task force report also advocates for bringing back stronger zoning regulations. The report puts forward the case to replace the current decile funding system with a so-called equity index which would see funding for poorer schools doubled. Also the significant donations that richer schools receive would essentially be regulated and restrained. The government's independent task force on tomorrow's schools are advocating some very radical reforms indeed. If these proposals are implemented, we will essentially witness a dismantling of David Longy's 1989 Tomorrow Schools approach to governing education. So that was the fourth Labour government. Schools have been governed under this model for nearly 30 years now. The Tomorrow Schools model is one based on a right-wing ideological framework that emphasises the values of competition and choice achieved through self-governance, decentralisation, a degree of bulk funding and democratic community governance of schools. The reforms proposed by the government's independent task force are based on a contrasting left-wing ideological framework that emphasises the values of cooperation and equality achieved through greater centralisation, equitable funding, standardisation and bureaucratic governance. And it's that bureaucratic governance with these new hubs that will probably be the, mo- be the most controversial uh, element of these reforms. So if these reforms are implemented, we will witness the most radical reforms to New Zealand's schooling system since the light, late 1980s. Now on to a European report that has found that anti-Semitism is on the rise in Europe. Anti-Semitism is defined as a hostility to, or prejudice to, Jewish people, which often amounts to large degrees of discrimination. Anti-Semites often believe that Jewish people wield disproportionate power, and more extreme anti-Semites believe that there is a worldwide Jewish conspiracy. Such views are, of course, absurd and have no basis in fact. The EU report has found that anti-Semitism is increasing and Jews are increasingly concerned about the risk of harassment and discrimination. Twelve EU countries were included in the survey. Significant numbers of Jewish persons questioned for the survey said they had experienced a physical anti-Semitic attack in the past year and 28% said they had been harassed. France is identified as having the biggest problem with anti-Semitism And in Britain, Jewish people reported a feeling of unease over the role of anti-Semitism in the political sphere. 
So why is anti-Semitism on the rise in Europe? The general mood of discontent amongst European populations is partly fueling the anti-Jewish sentiment. So we've seen this with the Yellow Vest protests in France, which have uh, a, a significant layer of nationalists involved in them. The general feeling of discontent against political and economic leaks has been taken up by various demagogues to foster Jewish hatred. Nationalist parties are on the rise in Europe and many promote both direct and indirect forms of anti-Semitism. Uh, George Soros is a particular target for these anti-Semites. Uh, George Soros, the Jewish billionaire, and he's been particularly targeted by the Hungary government, which has presented him as manipulating world affairs. A rise of anti-Semitism has also been fueled by the rise of more extreme and militant forms of Islam in Europe itself. Within radical Islamic groups, Jews are presented as evil and as manipulative people. This is even though the Quran at times actually presents Jewish people as a people of God and brothers of Muslims. And in Britain, the left, left has been accused of fostering anti-Semitic feelings. The argument goes that campaigns against Israel by the left offer often foster anti-Jewish feelings and that anti-Zionism is used as a euphemism for anti-Semitism. Of course, criticising Israel doesn't automatically equate with being anti-Jewish, just as previous critics of the apartheid South African regime weren't necessarily anti-white, and more often than not, were not anti-white. But there can be a fine line between anti-Zionism, being anti-Israeli state, and anti-Semitism. With Europe's legacy of anti-Jewish pogroms and of course the Holocaust, we must take this rise in anti-Semitism seriously. And that's your political roundup for today. Hmm. Serious stuff. Yes, yeah, I, don't, I don't get the small step between anti-Zionism and anti-Judaism. Um, no, no, I mean... Well, the, now the fact that they have called themselves a, a Jewish republic, mm. um, you know, that may, you know, make people believe it's that way, but you can totally be, why can't you be anti-Israeli for what they're doing to the Palestinian people uh, with fear, you know, without fear of being called an anti-Semite? I think you definitely can be critical of even Israel. Though, even even though Palestinian people are Semites themselves. Yeah, but I think... Uh, <laughs> I feel uneasy with the argument about the term Semitism because it's generally and popularly used to mean anti-Jewism. Mm. So often it's a way of distracting from anti-Jewish feelings. To That's say. right. Because, of course, Arabs are Semites as well. Yes. Um, but I do think that uh, an obsessive focus on Israel, and Israel is certainly an oppressive state towards mm. um, 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 Palestinians and other groups, as well as uh, uh, quite oppressive towards poorer uh, Jewish people in Israel. But uh, an obsessive focus, we've got to ask, ask ourselves why there's an obsessive focus on Israel by the left, where there's lots of other despotic, oppressive states in, in the Middle East that get very little focus from the left. And to say you're anti-Israel... Maybe it's because they've got such a huge backing from the United States. That's true, but so does Saudi Arabia. Uh, and so does Egypt. So well, Egypt and Saudi Arabia receive huge um, military funding um, from the. Well, they sell. Yeah. Mm. I don't know.
But I agree with you that, yeah, I mean, um, I don't think the two I'm anti the Israeli state because of its oppressive actions, mm. just as I'm anti the Saudi Arabian state because of its oppressive actions. But I'm not anti Saudi, I'd, I'd want to make it clear I'm not anti Saudi Arabians. And no, I'm not anti Israeli people. Of, of course. And I believe uh, the left often doesn't make it clear that, well, Jewish people in Israel do have national rights as well. If it was to revert to just being a Palestinian state, what would be the position of Jews in that territory? I think, well, it's two-state solutions, what we want. Yeah, man. or a binational single state with Good. equal rights for Jews and Palestinians. That would be the dream also, yes. but I can't imagine it ever <laughs> happening. Uh, thank you, John. That's okay. Yes, we don't get lots of phone calls complaining about the Israeli debate. <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't see why we would. Uh,